Welcome to our new podcast, India's Fuck, where we have raw unfiltered conversations about fashion design, business, and everything they didn't tell us in fashion school. Fashion school, fashion school, fashion school. Everything they didn't tell us in fashion school, fashion school, fashion school. In India's Fuck, fashion school, fashion school, fashion school. Like, comment, and subscribe. Hey Indies, welcome back to the Indies Folk Podcast. I'm your host, Ashante, and with me are my co-hosts, the Quincy Atterbury and Chantrez Fleming. Today we're going to be discussing should you quit your nine to five and go design full time. But before we get into this week's episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our new podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And also make sure you go sign up and subscribe to IndieFashionCreators.com. Without further ado, let's get into it. So, I want to talk about what it was like before I quit my job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we all got a different story. Um, we've been friends for a very long time, first of all, so we can give them a little history. Um, you guys know that we went to school together. We've been friends for a very long time, but we all still got kind of different walks as to how we got into fashion full-time so for me um I was working for Walmart um if you do follow me you know my Walmart story but I was working for Walmart for five years and um I did the whole started as a cashier went to the sales I mean the sales floor whatever department manager the whole night ended up being an assistant manager and I just was over it Cause we start working twelve hour shifts, and I'm talking about no twelve hour shifts was never twelve hour shifts. Uh, like when you say over it, you're like I was, I job hop. Like I remember being in retail a lot, uh-huh. like fashion merchandising, trying to like work my way up the ladder within yeah. the company. You know, yeah. like going hard in that area. Yeah, but not really. I, I really didn't stay at a job to be honest. Uh, I don't know whether it's unfortunate or fortunate. <laughs> but um, for more than a year, really. So I really just job hop, like trying to just come well, up. Me with too, child. I, child, let me tell you, I went through so many jobs, baby. I bet you my resume about baby. three, four, five pages long. Listen, because, but I was like, girl, I don't like this. Um, I remember though when me and you reconnected and we was talking. I was working at Home Depot. Right? I think I was working at yeah, Home Depot yeah. as a merchandiser, going to different um Home Depots doing the merchandise and whatever. And I was like, girl. I am over this girl. I do not want to do this job no more, honey. I am tired. I be falling asleep coming home. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, girl, what you think? You be like, quit that damn job. I always tell people quit a job. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're going to talk about what you should, you know, think about before you quit your job, mm-hmm. y'all. What you should think about, um, you know, and what happens after you actually quit it. But I am team quit your job. There is no plan B. There's only plan A. It has to work. And I want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more so. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the situation. I'm I'm more fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. I'm more fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know me. I will keep something on the on the hanger a little bit, like yeah. the Amazon warehouse flex thing. But well, okay, it's getting tight. Um, I go work like a day or two or yeah, something like so that. Yeah, so it's like it's one for like, in, one for out. Yeah, one for it's like yeah. okay, I don't have any sales. It's really low. Let me go just work at this warehouse real quick for like five hours or something real, you know, something like that. But I haven't been back since December, like beginning of December. Right. Time. So when I was about to quit my job. 
I started, um, I had started CO already, but I remember I had created like a little uh, page on Wix. It was like a website on Wix or whatever. And in my head, I was telling myself, if I could make this salary, at that time it was 48.5, right? So that was what the assistant managers make. I don't know what they make now, y'all, so don't quote me on that. However, um... I was like, if I could make that or try to make that or that would be the goal, you get what I'm saying? Close to that or something like that. But I was not making that when I quit at all. Mm-hmm. I think that when I quit, I was probably only making like $15,000 in my business. Um, that's for the whole year. Um, that's custom. That's everything. But in my in my head, it was still like I have some sort of proof of product or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then two, the hours was still long as hell. Like mm-hmm. them, them 12... 12, but they was really 14 to 16 hour shifts. Right, right. Um, shit. <laughs> yeah, I like working long shifts. There wasn't no, I couldn't do it. There wasn't no, like when I had that job with those hours, it was like that job then. And I'm speaking years back that that job was more important, was, <clears throat> was more, yeah, more important than the hustle of trying to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. design full mm-hmm. time. And then being early in career, not really knowing the process of design, um, not really having a plan per se. Mm-hmm. It was more so when I did leave that job mm-hmm. and it happened maybe three times really quitting the job to start designing and having to go back to the job. But when I did quit that job, I was always forced to quit. Either it was just the feeling of knowing that I could make the yeah. same thing from working this job or just not wanting to be there I no think more. that's what really be getting me like, you know, when you get your check, you're like, what? Like, I know I could, this one sale yeah, for me? this one sale. Yeah. When I decided to quit, there were so many things that I had to factor in before actually quitting. And for me, it was important for me to establish some sort of like following, like some sort of brand awareness. You get what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just get the same results that I was getting while I was doing the job. Because at that time I felt like I was going real hard. But, of course, I wasn't putting the same amount of hours because I was working that job. But I felt like I was going hard enough for me to get orders and things like that. But I knew that if I was able to quit, dedicate that same amount of time, I'll be able to get more more out of it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of, like, my thought process. But I still was scared. So I remember, like, calling, like, everybody. Like, I had the same conversation with, like, I felt like 20 people. Mm-hmm. Oh. I do feel like about five five years ago, the work ethic it took to actually design for yourself full-time is not the same that it takes, you know, nowadays. So right. it's a, a little easier to, like, maintain a full-time job, 9 to 5, 10 to 12 hours, you know, to make, that, make those financial funds mm-hmm. to try to, you know, fund your business. Yeah, but it's like, you know, while you're doing it, and you see your paycheck, and then you're thinking like, man, like, I really just worked like a week or two weeks, and I made this, and this is like one dress. Yeah. I think that was really what was getting me like, Dawn, so what if I just dedicate more time into my craft? Well, that's what I was happy. just going to say. What What do you feel made you take the leap? Like, what was the, what was the, like, the final straw for you that was like, fuck this, I'm about to design full-time. I feel like I'm a boss. Like, <clears throat> I'm a boss working for these people, this company, uh-huh. and I feel like 
Like, why am I here? Uh-huh. You know, and it started, my coworkers, once they found out that I was a designer and they saw my work, like, girl, why are you here? So it's like, why am I here? I think you're like your personal growth for me. <laughs> like, once you know your worth yeah. and see, like, all of the work that you're actually putting towards somebody else's business, you're like, wait a minute, I could be doing this mm-hmm. for myself. So that was it. Mm-hmm. That, that was it for me. Like, mm-hmm. I know for me personally, I had two mindsets. One was definitely the same amount of time that I was giving to somebody else, I could definitely get it myself. Uh-huh. But then at the same time, um, I felt like I was going, if I couldn't be the store manager, the store what I was doing there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I always had aspirations to be at the very top of, even if it was somebody else's corporation, uh-huh. I want to be on the board. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, it probably will never get like that for me, so I'm going to have to create my own situation. Uh-huh. Something like that. Yeah, because, you know, even on jobs of you know, you're dealing with the politics of the job. Yep. So it's like not that you can't get to the top. It's like what you have to deal with. And yep. If if they will allow you to get to the top, mm-hmm. you know, because of the politics within the company. Mm-hmm. You know how that is. You exactly. know, you're hard working. They see exactly. you. They think, well, she might take my job. No, nah, seriously. Yeah. What is it? Black, blackballed or whatever you call yeah. it. They be like, oh, I ain't going to give her a position because uh-huh. she might, they going to see she too good. And I did feel like I had experiences like that at mm-hmm. Walmart. And I hope y'all see it, because mm-hmm, I know y'all follow me. Y'all know I should have got that position. Yeah, that's why I be hunting. You know, <laughs> it all worked out because what if you would have got where you was, you right. know, within the company? Like, Fair. where would you be? Like, you'll be com- you know, comfortable. You'll be making good money, corporate or something. Mad as hell, complaining because I was so angry, y'all. I used to go to work. Like, I knew the final straw for me was when I was waking up at eight o'clock in the morning, and I was like fully upset like in full irritation before I would walk into the door Uh and I'm like damn I don't want to feel like this every time I walk in but every time my rotation came up I was through I was through like I was talking with and I guess I'm honestly speaking now like I had those experiences of of having to leave my job and design full time but like I said I had to go back to a job which I currently have now but I was brought to the space to where I felt like I needed to leave again, like just recently, this past Mm -hmm. year that just passed. But I had to talk to my supervisor, just basically telling him, like, I can't give, because I was part-time, moved back to full-time, got a raise, you know, all that kind of good stuff. But it didn't make sense to me to start back working full-time when my business was getting is you know better than it's ever been before mm-hmm. and i had to have a conversation with him because like we all know life is real you gotta have health insurance you know mm-hmm. being sick and I, so these are things that i thought about that was different from the times that i've left jobs before mm-hmm. so um and then being in a relationship having to consider somebody right. else mm-hmm. so um just just certain circumstances i feel you would have to really think about um, when you are having to take that leap. But now I'm able to really leave from that conversation to my boss. If there's something that I need to do, yeah, like I'm going to leave. Like expect yeah. me to not be here. Like yeah. if I have to take off two days, like expect me not to be there. And I'm grateful to be able to have a relationship with my job, you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And th- I mean, that's how I feel like with the Amazon and the flex at the warehouse, um, you're you you can like really go whenever you know like you don't have to really be there so I feel like it's still part of me like I feel like I have a big leap but then it's still that sense of security there too like well let me just hold on in case you know if I come into a super slow time 
um, season <clears throat> and I had it to fall on. But, you know, I just, like you said, like, even when you're in a relationship, I'm married. So yeah. having to consider the other person, uh-huh. like, have a have the conversation. Like, hey, this is what I'm feeling, you know. But one thing that I did learn early on in our marriage is that, um, when we first got our first apartment, it was based off of both our incomes. Yeah. And so when he fell <laughs> on hard times with his, it was all on me. And it was hard going to school and doing that. So it's like, okay, now I'm making smart decisions. You're an entrepreneur. Both of us working. Okay, well, it's based off of one person's income. Because if I have a slow season yeah. or something happened, we're going to be good. Uh-huh. So just being an adult about, mature mm-hmm. about, okay, what I'm really at. We're not like 18 anymore living with our right. parents. Like We have adult bills and stuff. And see, I think that's something important that you just discussed because, <clears throat> well, we have differences, which is why I love my co-host so much is because we all do have different lifestyles in our, our journey, right? So, Chantrez is married, Quincy has a partner, and I am, I live by myself, basically. You get what I'm saying? So, for me, where they are in situations where they have help or whatever, um, I am taking care of my responsibilities by myself. And so, if you're thinking about quitting your job, just like they said, if you're by yourself, you got to factor in how am I going to make this thing happen, whether it happens or not. But if you have a partner, you have to factor in one, um, telling them that you're going to quit and what they feel about that and then what comes along with that. And I know that for me, having a friend that is married and that has a partner, um, I know that it's not as, it still is not as easy as it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like where I feel like I may feel like, well, you have help or whatever now in the experience, especially in the design experience, because it takes so much, then it gives, it's still not like, it's really like, if you don't have a lump sum of anything, it doesn't matter if you have a partner to help you or not. Mm-hmm. Because you know what we do, it takes a lot of money. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's different because in order for us to make it, you know, we have to have money to make it. Like we have to purchase fabrics, materials, mm-hmm. you know, if you have the website, you have to pay that monthly. You have There's candles. always something coming out. Yes, yeah, so you have all these subscriptions that we have, Dropbox, all of these things. And it's like, so regardless if you're making the sale or not, all these things still going to be billed monthly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just a lot to it. And, you know, but it's really good to have a, you know, a partner that truly understands where you're at. And then yeah. a lot of times having to revisit some of the same conversations yeah. about where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, because that's something different Because it can get tough like you know I mean it can be it can be rocky but it's ups and downs at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know if y'all on this journey together mm-hmm. then y'all gonna just roll with the punches and they gonna y'all gonna be up together and down together it, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is when I'm up and it, it, he, he balanced me out so you know let me ask you this what are some things that y'all feel um you didn't think about before you quit your job like for real like like now that you've actually quit right mm-hmm. What what next? I think um, for me, how much how important it is to really be consistent with having your brand awareness online, mm-hmm. like posting that stuff. Because in, in, you in your head, that. you're like, think about this. We come we're we were born like in the you know the late eighties 
or 90 and we come from like social media like oh they're just social media but it's not just social media mm-hmm. like you know it's like it's very important to post I yeah. struggle with that you mm-hmm. know and it's and so I've noticed with this prom season I was not posting before prior to prom season I wasn't posting as much mm-hmm. now that I'm posting a lot yeah I'm seeing I'm having more orders results. that mean more You're money yeah so yep. it's like it, it's very important mm-hmm. so when I'm so that's what I didn't think about. Okay, I really need to be consistent. If if I am failing in my business, it is because of I'm something something that I'm not doing. Uh-huh. You know, I it like could that. be and it's accountability. Yeah, it's accountability. Yeah, the investment. Uh, like I'd say, um, what I didn't think about was knowing or realizing that I had to put is more time that I put into, you know, working a full-time job, like getting up early and late nights. And like I said, investing, mm-hmm. um, if not the finances, that time into, you know, what it is that you said that you wanted to do. So Yeah, and I think for me, I was going to say, um, I think I didn't realize how cutthroat I would have to be, like, in my approach to everything mm-hmm. that I want. Mm-hmm. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I want that following, I got to go out there and find it. Mm-hmm. If I want that booking, that client, I got to go out there and find them. If I'm not making money, I got to figure out how the fuck I'm going to make money. And I just thought about when you, another thing, what about your social life is different from when you work? That's what I was just going to say. Oh, girl, I am so glad that you said that. Social life. That's a, that's a, oh my God. What I need to say about that is what we don't realize is how much your social life changes. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is that what about all the things that you cannot make it to now? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about I am almost probably looked at by some people as she's not going to show up. Like, I ain't even going by her. She ain't showing up. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm not trying to show, not try, like, not show up. It's just... But, you know, I think over the last past year, though, you have shown some more things. And I feel like you really made an effort. Like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this. Yeah. You you don't have to spend hours and hours at no event. You know, just go have a good time, take some cute Mm -hmm. pictures, get some cute footage. Yeah. Go home. I mean, but that time management is really hard because Mm -hmm. your social life changes you go from interacting with people every single day to being by yourself especially with what we do if you don't have associates uh-huh. and if you do you ain't got that many unless you got a big corporation real friend you find out who real friends are yeah. for me like friends dropped off not because they were bad friends per se but because like when I was around them I felt like I was wasting time like if we ain't talking about making money because yeah. I was a business owner it was like yeah what are we doing for but real? then let me ask you this though because I, I was actually reading something the other day that was kind of talking about and they were saying like as entrepreneurs that is something that you know you start to feel that once you become an entrepreneur if nobody if nobody around you is really walking in that same speed talking about the same things or whatever but what about when you come to recognize in the journey as well like those same people like y'all just don't share the same interests do you get what I'm saying like oh what I'm trying to say um uh, what's the word? Um, it's like when your family and friends, like when people get upset that your family and friends aren't supporting you. You get what I'm saying? And so you realize that your family isn't your clientele. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like it's kind of like 
Um, your social life also changes in that way, but it's not always in a way where if you're not doing the same thing I'm doing, we can't, we can't rock, but I feel like you have to get a little far in your journey before you recognize that you don't have to rock the same way that I'm rocking for us to rock. But when you first become an entrepreneur, sorry, it took me a long time to bring that around, but do you get what I'm saying? Like when you first come an entrepreneur, you feel like if you ain't doing the same thing I'm doing, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Because, of course, you need that motivation and everything to get going. But I do feel like there comes a part of your journey where you have to recognize, like, the people around. Maybe that's where I'm at now, where I'm just like, I recognize that everybody don't got to move at the same speed that I'm moving. Mm -hmm. I see, I'm, I'm seeing my friends and family for who they are and how they move, and I'm respecting that now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging them because they're not posting when I post or they're not... Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. entrepreneurship will make you start looking at everybody crazy because you already looking at yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Does that make sense? I, I just, I'm sorry. And I, <laughs> and I feel like over time, your interests can change. And then, you know, you can... What you was interested in, the conversations that you used to have, you're really not interested in those things anymore. And that it's kind of like once you start elevating it, maybe like in your entrepreneurship, and you kind of can <clears> start <throat> to realize that you know, sometimes the people around you, we really don't have the same interests. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're really different. I, I guess you can kind of see the difference in, in and each And what other. makes them different yeah. is what I like about them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because for me, I'm going to just tell y'all this. I feel like I was I, I was one of those friends. Um, back in my time, you know, I'm working on being the best friend that I can be to the ones that I love the most. However, I do feel like back in my time, right, I, because I'm a Capricorn, right, real hard work driven. So I feel like everybody around me got to go at the same speed. Mm -hmm. But I recognize that it's just not how the world works. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And sometimes, like somebody else's beat of the drum is also nice as well. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm really looking at things different. And I'm like, nah, I don't really want everybody around me that's moving like I'm moving. And it's like, good to have some... Right, right. You know, it's good to have people have difference. You know, different because it's like, we're already caught up in this entrepreneurial world all the time. And it's good yep. to have friends that are doing other things. You kind of get away from this world because mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about business all the time. Because then that's, that, and that's where I think the work-life balance comes in mm -hmm. when you quit your job. You get what I'm saying? How how do you balance work and, you know, social life, self-care, not even just social life, just self-care, just knowing when to step away from the sewing lab. Cause I know that when you first quit, you already know what that's the spirit, that experience. Like you don't have that many clients. You're trying to bull book. You're trying to build and grow. And so it's all day, all night. You wake up, you posting. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You it's a cycle of things that you have to do throughout the course of the day to just make it work. Mm -hmm. And you have to do it every single day. And at some point it becomes repetitive. So repetitive that it's like, what am I doing for real? Because you don't get the results immediately. Hell, I didn't see results until three years until really doing it. I saw growth a little bit each year, but I'm talking about the results that I'm getting now that I would like to see that I feel like are, ooh, these are like great results. It took me a long ass time to get those. You get what I'm saying? But every day you had to get up and post and I didn't think about that. I was like, oh God. And I, I think it doesn't even matter if you have an exit, I mean, it does matter if you have an exit strategy. To Do you think job. that's important, though? I, I think, let me tell you, I think it's important to have an exit strategy. I wouldn't advise anybody to just, okay, I, 
I'm gonna go to work tomorrow. I'm just gonna quit. Mm-hmm. I would advise you to do that. Oh no, I was know, talking about. I, mean, I was thinking about exit yeah, yeah. out of um fashion design though, because somebody said that they feel like you should have an exit strategy out of. I like, feel like I feel like you should. I feel like you can because like it depends. I feel like it depends on your goals. I know one day. You know, I would like to take a step back after Shantra Sade is this big global yeah. international brand and to have like designers and someone to take over, you know, it's still my company, but you might have a board of directors. You may take a step back and let them run it. How, how you see now the Chanel's and Louis Vuitton's and all of that. Yeah. But then it's like, what else do you want to do? It's kind of like, What's the you know, strategy though? Is that going back to work for somebody else? No. Because- see, I don't know. I think, I, I think that what, what they meant by exit strategy as it relates to entrepreneurship is knowing when to move on to something else. Yeah, I feel like because that is something um, about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You got to know in your journey, which a lot of designers don't know, which is why they spend a lot of years like mm-hmm. broke, busted, and disgusted yeah. because they don't know when to tap out. What I mean by tap out is like if you try, you try, you try, it's not work. It's okay to move on. It's okay to be like, I started in design. Now I'm a stylist. Now I'm a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. That's what I mean. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, and it don't mean that mm-hmm. you can't design. I feel like that all brings us back to, like, the whole reason on why we would quit our job in the first place. That reason why we mm-hmm. quit our job or why we are planning to quit our job, why we feel like we don't need to be here, or whether it's to do something in particular or you have that entrepreneurial spirit, whether you feel yeah. like, I no, need to yeah, be the boss regardless of if I'm a designer, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur in something. Right, but right. I, you know, and it, but you know what too? It kind of like when you say like knowing when your journey is over. Like if I tried this, it's not working. I move on. And but then sometimes you gotta think about okay, what is the why though? Why am I doing this? Yes, and I feel like my why, why, my why is I can't see myself. I can see myself having many different businesses, mm-hmm. but fashion design will always be my first love, my passion. I'm I'm not going to stop being a designer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, so is that is like really truly believing in yourself, even when it's so hard and so dark, even when you can't even see in front of you, can't even see your So what head. about, so let's talk about the perception versus the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know that when you quit your job, um, perception for me would be what everybody sees you on social media to be. You get what I'm saying? Versus like what is actually happening for real. It's when you grow the following and nobody still books. You get what I'm saying? Like what, what happens then? And I think that there is a big misconception about what you have to be and who you have to be like to 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 be a designer mm-hmm. and i think the reality of it is you got to understand that you your own competition you get what i'm saying like Honestly, starting off like people tend to gravitate towards wanting that mass audience when i feel if you're starting off especially quitting a job where you should have already had the following, you know, picking up people from work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or just picking up people locally in the area mm-hmm. who just know your craft. Yeah, some type of clientele. Thinking that you're just going to become this big global brand straight out of having a job is definitely the wrong idea. Yeah, right. it is. Because it's like, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, 
before you walk away from your job to have be established in some kind of but you ain't gotta be like this big have fifty k following them mm-hmm. like that but just have you know you might have those clients that keep coming back to you that's always need yep. something to wear to work or they always going out there's always vacationing you know have those people that consistently continue mm-hmm. to come back so that's really good too but you know if you don't have any clients or you don't have any yeah proof I mean of I product, think that's what, that's when you just go and cutthroat. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Where you just like, oh, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to design. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like none of us did it in that way exactly because mm-hmm. I know we all had our like own clientele. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. A, a we, was doing, yeah shows. we were doing all that yeah. stuff. Another thing I didn't think about and just dawned on me is like knowing that you're going to have to do more than just create make clothes when you quit your job like yeah. you got to respond to clients you got to do paperwork you got to have these plans you got to do more than just Taxes. the creative side yep. of design and you, you know one thing that, that I'm things that I really want to get into like I love the fact that you joined like the fashion organization uh-huh, yeah. right, and I was like you know I need to be more social in my in my industry I feel the same yeah. way though because it's like all the stuff I feel like I be doing there's still not enough. Like, I don't feel like I'm in the industry in the way that I need to be mm-hmm. for it to count in that way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Not saying that what I'm doing doesn't count, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I definitely I need really some of matters. those, like... You know, expand the community, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, those connections, just yeah. that whole situation. So. And I really feel like it's a lot about who you know, too. You know, mm-hmm. it really is. You can be talented out of this world, and it will get you far. But at some point, it becomes of who you know. Yeah. And you may, you know, have strong relationships. Relationships mm-hmm. will carry you. Mm-hmm. Having a good relationship, you might not always have to have, like, oh, I need all this money. Mm-hmm. But if I have a good relationship... With someone that was, I mean, I think that'll go a long way. I mean, I think that when you get to the point of deciding to quit your job um, and you just really done it and you've put yourself out there, I just think that you have to get to... Like, you got to put your, like, foot on the, you know what I'm saying? Like, on the gas. gas. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Like, you quit now. What are you going to do? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, how you going to show up? What, what you going to do, do for your business? What you going to do when you wake up tomorrow? Exactly. And that's that's the test, y'all. When I tell y'all, the biggest test that you will have is how you manage your time. Because everybody swear, when I get my job, I just need to be full-time. Like, I just need more hours. All I need is more hours, I swear. Like, all this time I spent at this job, I'm talking like myself, because that's how I used to be. All this time I spent at this job, I could just be in a sewing lab or whatever. But when you actually get that time, do you know how many people I talk to when you say, well, did you sew anything today? And they just be like, no, I wasn't inspired. Man, if if you got to pay bills, mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to get on Pinterest and figure it out. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's no options. It's non-negotiable. But you know what? You know, when you leave, you know, that whole, when, when you said about sewing and stuff, I need more hours, that made me think my idea of working was I need to be sewing, I need to be sewing, not thinking like, oh, I can pay somebody to sew these things for me. Like, you don't have it's so many ways that you can walk away from your job it is but I would say you wouldn't quit your job 
and pay somebody to sew it. Mm-hmm. So if you quit your job, you need to be in I'm there sewing. Like you can yeah. be working. You get what I'm very, saying? Very, like I'm saying, like you know, but if you like, I'm saying, like you don't say like, okay, you don't want to quit your job or whatever. You you're not ready yet. So, so yeah, way, she talking to y'all because I'm like, girl, we no, having a different conversation. But yeah, you know it is mean. for those people. Like yeah. if if they like she's saying, like you don't have to do fashion one way. Um, you don't have to sew yourself. You get what I'm saying? You can pay somebody else to do it. I absolutely agree with that. But I do think for most people who don't have a savings, right? Mm-hmm. Or not starting with a savings, not starting with any real capital. You get what I'm saying? Um, if they're not starting with any of those things, it's just them and they really, really want to do this, which mm-hmm. was us, right? The fire was under our ass. We had to do fashion. Mm-hmm. Just had to do it. So those people... If you're one of those people and you're like strongly considering, I don't want to go into work tomorrow. I just got to quit my job. Just know <laughs> the marathon is about to start and it yeah. definitely ain't no sprint. That's all I'm going to say. People don't think about that, but time is definitely important. Like the time that you have in the day is it, it's not even enough if you work all of the hours. But yeah, it really not it's really not. Because you can look, wake up and you can look up and it's three o'clock. But see, that's why it's important to make sure that you are um, like spacing your time out or allotting your time for specific things throughout the day. Cause I know for me, when I first started, I was heavy on, I got to sew, I got to sew, I got to sew, which goes back to your point. You have to, you know, the trip. Now I'm not saying that you don't sew all day. Cause I do know that during prom season and things like that, we sew all day. Right. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, you're you would I wouldn't want to book my schedule to be sewing for, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, 10 of my 12 hours right. or six, I mean, or seven of my eight hours. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me getting up in the first thing in the morning, a lot and some type of operational time, because I don't think everybody think about how important it is. Like your operations for people who don't believe that they have operations, right? Cause you're maybe just starting your operations right now is you waking your ass up and posting on your yeah, social, social media. media. Mm-hmm. That's just operation. Just go ahead and get it out of the way. Like, go you ahead have to. Because how ahead. else would you make money, but, get more clients? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You, you get what I'm it. saying? And even if you don't you know what, suppose, like, maybe you was working on something the night before and you got, like, a little snippet, you were sewing something or anything, you can, you can post that. You know, yeah. anything. Exactly. And, you know, that also goes back to your point of self-care, not spending all day. Okay, exercise. Maybe the more, first thing in the morning, maybe Thanks. you may like take your dog walking Thanks. or work out for an hour get yourself together for the day yeah. then jump into your day because i feel mm-hmm. like for me once i start going in that, that lab going mm-hmm. it's really hard to pull me out of there mm-hmm. like so yeah i think you got to find that balance if you're gonna you know whatever you got to do to get you going and I think whatever decompressing is important as well because I am a firm believer in decompression after a long work day. So I like to start early and try to decompress um, later. And like I would want to stop at a decent time. So most of the time, like if I'm in the sewing lab later, it's because somebody else here. But it ain't because I'm really doing something. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I believe in like nine to five hours for myself mm-hmm. for CO. Stru- swear to God, we nine to five. <sighs> just thinking about it right now. And I, I believe it. All I can think about is, damn, I work a lot. I have to work a lot. Mm-hmm. You do. Lot. <laughs> you do. Mm-hmm. But you getting it in. But then there's this. 
And this is the reality of when you have to do multiple things. Before I had to do it the same way, but now I just work a lot in CO and it's more mental, you know, and physical. You get what I'm saying? But you're dealing with more by both mental and physical because you're physically doing something else as well. So it's like, it, it's, it's definitely heavy, but that's the reality of what people are to expect if you're deciding to quit your job. And I feel like it's a time for everything to it. When you first quit, that's that's the time where you probably can't do 9 to 5. You got to be going, going, going. That's 12. That's 12 or 14, bro. You got to get it in. And then maybe like on down the line, you can kind of, you know, slowly kind of transition to a certain amount of time. But when you first leave, you're like, look, rent due next month. These yeah. bills are due. I got to get it You literally start counting down. That's me. Like, it's the 15, it's the 16 now. Soon as the 15 hit, every single month I count down. All right, we got rent, we got this, we got that. We got all these things that come out on these certain times. And that's why I align my my, my whole thing. Like, y'all got to do what y'all got to do to make it work for you. Because once you become full-time, you are responsible for making sure your payments come in in a timely manner so that you can take care of your bills. It's going to be hard as hell because you're going to give hard dates and everything mm-hmm. and people may or may not pay. Mm-hmm. Those real things happen, but it's like, what are you going to do when that happens? And that's the reality that a lot of people don't talk about, but a lot of us deal with. What happens when the customer don't make the payment, but you was booking on it and that was going to pay your rent? What are you going to do? You going to tap in, Stop tap out, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Do you fall in? Like, will we roll in the ground? Pick up another source of income. Okay, that's what's another it. hustle I can do? It's something that's else it. I can do to fill that gap in. That's it. And I feel like that's why a lot of, and the one thing about the pandemic, I feel like it birthed a lot of entrepreneurs. Like, it okay, did. I got to fill the gap in, going to work. Multiple I don't hustles. Feel, most, I don't feel like I want to risk my life going to this job. Okay, what can I do? Uh, can you do hair? Can you uh-huh. do makeup? Right. Can you do graphics? Can you sing, baby? Can you right. some, make some beats, baby? What, you, what can you Listen, do? Baking cakes. Walk, selling waffles. You want to be a dog, walk, a dog walker, a sitter. What? Oh, yeah. You know, anything. No, I that's real. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, I feel like all bets are off. Whatever you need to do to fill those gaps in, as long as it's legal now. That's it. You know, I feel like... You did the thing. <laughs> fill them gaps in, do what you need to do. And I feel like, you know, once I have built um strong relationships with entrepreneur friends like you guys I, it really helps to have other yeah. people that can relate to you because at the end of the day you can have a best friend from childhood all you want to but if they're not walking in this in this way that you're doing yes. it it's, oh they really God. can't grasp what it means because they head and may think why don't you just go back and get a job but no it don't work like that no and that's important because I know Definitely, I've had some real hard conversations. I remember some hurtful conversations I had with people about my decision-making to be a designer. You get what I'm saying? And um, you really got to hang around people that understand your journey. And I do feel like majority of my friends are designers, and people think that you can't be friends with designers. But at the end of the day, y'all are the only people that get it. Like, my designer friends, they're the only people that truly get it. Or other entrepreneurs um, in that aspect, I do have family members that get it, but they're entrepreneurs as well. Do you get what I'm saying? So I do feel that not to have the compassion or empathy, you have to be an entrepreneur, but I do think to possess like the truest compassion to what we go through on a daily, you have to have some experience to entrepreneurship. To get it. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it feels really good, you know, being able to vent 
to your entrepreneur friend and they understand. And I feel judged. Yeah. Now I feel like looked at weird or crazy or just feeling understood or just like somebody really knowing like what it feels like when somebody does not pay their invoice on time. Mm -hmm. Like what it could really do for you. And if you're having a hurt moment about it or whatever, and I'm talking from real experience, it's like having somebody to truly understand that, y'all. Because I've been feeling crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, uh, as an entrepreneur, I feel like you do feel crazy. You're like, why? Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. No, so I'm like, why yeah. am I doing this? Because you know, talking about a job, I, honest, I feel like I don't have a nine-to-five job, honestly. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's why I've had this conversation. But it's the mindset. Because when I go into work, I guess I've trained these people to treat me like, you know, my brand, the Quincy Attic brand. Yeah. I'm, I'm in there. Like, yeah. I'm not no worker. Just like, yeah, that's something. Yeah. That's how but then your feel. job I'm is like in, within the industry, too. So I feel like they really like help. And there are people within my department to where they aspire to be designers, too. You know, like they have their own. Yeah, business. so really so seeing you walk in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to be that with the A's on or whatever really for them to be. see. And I got this one girl wanting to like intern and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm testing her out at the job. Let's yeah. know, honey. What you know how to do this? Yeah, so it's like yeah. you're not really detached from right, your right. brand. You know, you're still yeah. in it. You in you in a in a different, I guess, a different realm of it. But you're still in it. Though. But I think that's oh, go ahead. It's helping. That's helping me stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, with that mindset and with the lenience that I have there, mm-hmm. also while I'm there, I'm making, I'm, I'm having the conversations with my partner, and in my mind, I am making a plan for when I do plan to, you know, yeah. go mm-hmm. um, design full time without that job, mm-hmm. and it's 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 to a point to where I'm comfortable to see myself designing full time without. That, that those finances, like, of course, healthcare and stuff like that is good with the mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And those are one of the things that I'm making a plan to have to deal with mm-hmm. and um, have when I don't work there. <clears throat> and see, that's what I think is so amazing is that um, I know Quincy can definitely speak to being full-time and not being afraid to go back to get a job once you've gone full-time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because you talking about going full-time again it's again. You get what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like um, not being afraid to go back and get a job mm-hmm. if you need to. And I know I can't really speak to that, y'all, because when I tell y'all, when I say your sis all in it, somebody <laughs> say go get a job, I might bite your head off. But yeah. I really admire people that can just go back and get a job because for me, it just ain't that simple. I feel so invested and even like, I feel like I can't. Even if I wanted to, I just feel like I can't. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like that lot, like, not lot like googly eye, but lot like, this shit got a toll on me. Because it's so yeah. much. Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. I got so much operational stuff going like on. What am work. I doing? You, like, you, you would be thinking about that shit while you man, were Man, I'm talking about, TV. like, I can just see customer emails just coming in and just going in on me. And I'm like, hey, I was at... Yeah, when my if I keep my phone on ring, everybody hears it. When it rings, mm-hmm. things I stop. I be on. I'm like, I I can't. Cause my mom won't let me mm-hmm. concentrate on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Give that effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, I hope you guys. Um, we're gonna go ahead and just wrap up this episode. Um, 
We really hope that you guys um, learned a little bit, um, especially what you should really consider or what you shouldn't consider before quitting your job. Um, because at the end of the day, y'all, it is tough. It is hard. And it's going to take really everything in you. Like when I say everything in you, it's going to take everything in you. Like, and there's going to be so many days where you feel like you want to quit. So many days where you feel like you want to give up. So many days where you feel like nobody is supporting you in the way that you want. And you still have to do that thing that nobody, you feel that nobody is doing. You feel that nobody is supporting you on. You still have to do that thing. And so my question is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do and how are you going to show up for yourself? And that's what I think about every single day. What am I going to do now? If you can't pay the bills, how are you going to do it? And it's like, nobody's really going to truly understand what it is that you need. And you got to remember that this is your dream. And that's something that I had to really learn and understand when I quit. Because, you know, when you quit, you'll feel like, well, somebody else should be responsible for what I got going on. But at the end of the day... This is your dream. And so what are you going to do to make it happen? And so that is what I'm going to leave them with. Y'all got anything y'all want to leave them with? I feel like it's your vision. Nobody's going to see Facts. it. You can't expect for anybody to see your vision the way you see it because God gave it to you. That's so it. at the end of the day, you see your vision. That's all that matters and just see it through. Mm-hmm. Y'all already know we all different. So your lane is your lane. Stay in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also um, just as it relates to being your own competition, I think it's very necessary that you understand that although you're going to feel like everything is up against you because you're trying to grow this thing, you just got to remember, like she said, Chantrez, your why, why are you doing this thing? And understand you are your only competition. You got to prove yourself to you. Whatever it is you got going on, is you, you got to prove yourself to at the end of the day. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the, today's episode. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. We're going to go ahead and get into some tea time, honey. No, just play Period. <laughs> hey, Indies. Welcome to our new podcast, Indies Fuck, where we have raw and filter conversations about fashion design, business, and everything they didn't tell us in fashion school.